Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Show. It's always a pleasure. Listen, I told you, I tell you every week, I travel this country, the world. I run into some of the flyest people out here getting it and doing their thing and trying to make a difference for the culture. And I met this brother in Cleveland, Ohio, who a friend I knew was saying, TK, this brother um, sells these great hoodies. And I said, well, let me see the hoodie first, because I wasn't going to show him no love until I knew that he was going to, he had some quality shit. I said, because I do meet people who um, are in businesses, but the product is not, up to par, and I can certify it and, 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 and give you the green light on this one, y'all. What's going on? Oh, man, everything great, TK. All right, that's good. Now, last time I know when we was in the car together, I, I noticed that you had the um, the fight on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool. I said, okay, my man really taking advantage of the technology. And like I said, what did you think of Tank winning the fight? Uh, I mean, I think Tank awesome. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm in the boxing MMA anyway, but he oh, also, okay. I mean, uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> he in most of his fights that way, but I mean, on a big stage like that, that was, that, that was, that was beautiful. Yeah. It was just a young kid that he was fighting that has been talking shit for a long time to fight him. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Santa Cruz has been talking a lot, but I, I just, I, I mean, it was a good fight both ways coming you know, Santa Cruz, I think only watched once. And, uh, I mean, you know, I think Garante usually be doing a lot of the talk. <laughs> okay, all right. So this is a kid that, the, the kid that he knocked out only lost one fight. Yeah, I believe Santa yeah, Cruz. He hit so hard, dog. Like, he was an amateur. Yeah, man. I don't think, I ain't, I think that was the hardest punch Garante ever threw. <laughs> man, that punch was powerful. And it sounded like a move that, it sounded like Floyd pulled him to the corner. Told that nigga what to do and then get get an uppercut and get his ass. Bam. That's insane. So now who I know they, they don't want to talk about who he's gonna fight next, but i I hear that they said they're gonna they wanna see if they, he can move up in weight class. Yeah, I think they want him to go up against uh Tia Tia Lopez. And that, that's, that's the two they just won. That'd be low. That'd be some yeah, low. Low okay. low I'm a huge fan of him. Like it's, it, I'm a huge fan of Tia Simo. Uh, his dad kind of remind you of LeVar Ball. He uh, uh-huh. do a lot of talking, but his son back it up for him every time. So. <laughs> and that's Lochinko or the Lopez dude? Oh, Lopez. Yeah, his dad. Now, tell, I think Lochinko could have won the fight, right? Oh, yeah. yeah and let me tell you fun. why. You can't fight a, a fight of that magnitude and have 14 months off. Right. Not no 14 months, yo. Right. That's like being a stand-up comedian, and you take off 14 months, and then you get ready to do an HBO or Netflix special. Right. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to look you, – you might have the talent, but you're going to be way off, and, and good people will be able to pick your your performance. Yeah, because, I mean, Tia Simo had been fighting. He he, he didn't take a uh, – he, he was hungry. So I think he, his last fight was a few months ago. And I, I think the fight would have happened earlier if, if, if not due to COVID. But, right. you know, it kind of go back to the promoters and stuff. It's like, 
you know, I don't understand why you would want both of your fighters to fight each other <laughs> at that magnitude because, I mean, in a sense, it kind of hurts you. But Wait, wait, you wait, know. wait. You mean both your fighters? They yeah, wouldn't well, represent both of them? Oh, no. Uh, I think Bob Aaron re- represents both of them uh, top, top rank. So okay, okay. Lomachenko and Lopez is both under top rank, and it's like right. you know, uh, top rank can do a real good job of uh, bringing up you know the uh, the the, the middleweight fighters or the uh, lightweight fighters, and right. you know Lomachenko was the top of the you know top of the food chain there, and then Tiafimo came up, but Tiafimo wanted to fight though. His father said it two years ago that he thought he could beat Lomachenko, and he was that good, but right. it's just kind of like you know. You put them, the fact that they weren't afraid to lose is a good thing because, you know, you always hear about fighters ducking fighters and woo woo. Mm-hmm, yeah, but, right, right. You know, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, uh, maybe you should have put Lomachenko up against uh, Gravante or woo woo. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I think he did. I think Gravante, I think um, Tank would have knocked Lomachenko out, yo. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, it's time. It's time for it's. They have a lot of good fighters in that in, in that weight class. You talking about like Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see a more fight. I pay to see a more fight. <laughs> I okay. pay them high prices. Right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know the names like you know the names. Right. I I just know when a good fight is coming. And what got me watching Lopez a couple weeks before his fight, I saw Lopez fighting. The champion, the black guy. Yeah, that was a good and fight. How, and yeah. how he knocked that motherfucker out in the second round. Man, most of his fights don't Ooh. make it past the second round, and that's and that's why they thought you know Lomachenko taking a fight, uh, you know, into deep waters would be his strength. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I don't know if Lopez had finished maybe more than one fight, like all the way through. Usually he get them over with. You know what I'm saying? But you kidding me? Yeah, I think it. I think it let him showcase his talents. Like he, he, he's more than just a big puncher. He can really box, and he, uh, you know, on a big stage. You talking about Lomachenko is is, is really a proven champion. You get what I'm yes, saying? But right, on a big right. stage, this young man came out there and he did his thing. Like, so I would, I, I think eventually he'll fight again. But I, I guess the young gun right now, he, you know, he he looking for them pay per view fights. I think he ready to, you know, go take on the best of the best everywhere else. Like, I would like to see Tank then fight him. Oh yeah, that I, I wouldn't even know who to bet on. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds like that would be a good fight, yo. Man, Tank just—it's like he just carried his whole body in his punches, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's very powerful, and then he it's got like one he, of the best trainers in the world. He got Floyd, right? <laughs> right. That don't help. That don't hurt. Man, Floyd, Floyd to me, the best defensive boxer ever in the world, the best. Uh, Floyd is, you can't say anything bad about Floyd boxing to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, boxing, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Some people, so I like, was talking to this girl, she was like, oh, but Floyd runs, he runs. I said, no, babe, that's, he, that's smart. Most <laughs> fighters who get hit end up fucked up later in life. <laughs> and they can't enjoy their money. You feel me? Right. I said, right. he can do, he do this, he can enjoy his money. Man, I mean, and it's like the art of boxing. Like people just think boxing about getting knocked out and, and, and knocking somebody out, but it's really a skill set, and you know, it's a skill. Right, set. right. So yeah, you know, yeah. What made you want to get into um, boxing like that? Like, what what started you into anime and all that? You know, what's so crazy. Uh, my dad, I was raised with my, a single father, 
So, like, okay. that's what we had in our household. We was watching UFC way back. We used to watch all the wrestling. You know, I was a huge wrestling fan growing up. We used to watch all the wrestling. And, uh, you know, he, my dad, he, well, he's 55. He, mm-hmm. he got me into all that, man. I mean, basketball, uh, boxing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I told you last night in the car, like, we was watching. I was watching Sweet Pea fights. I was watching, right. you know, uh, uh, you know just that whole little era of the 90s was just great boxing. I, I, I got to watch Mike Tyson at the end. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. i seen a lot of Evander Holyfield. I actually watched Riddick Bowe versus Evander Holyfield. You know, mm-hmm. as, a little, as a little guy, like, you know what I'm saying? So, right. My father just was a, you know, manly, manly man, you know? So it was yeah. like, we watching this stuff. And so, you know, you, you gain the love for the art. Like, I saw De La Hoya. I seen Trinidad fight De La Hoya. I seen, I seen all these fights, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is great. So what I noticed about the people in Ohio, from boxing on down to um, sports, I just find the, the athleticism in Columbus, I mean, like a, in the Ohio area, period, is amazing, man. I, like you guys, like in sports, when when you hear people in the pros in college, everybody's mm-hmm. out of fucking Ohio. It's <laughs> uh, crazy. It's huge. I mean, sports is huge here. Like high school football is huge here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I saw like, that on the news the other day. Y'all like it's like real shows. Like they're like a, a like yeah. a Super Bowl. Like y'all take yeah. it seriously. They take it very serious. And then I, I I think, you know, being so close to the Met colleges, you know, uh, it's just a lot of opportunities for, you know, especially me. I came from inner city Cleveland, you know, the black community. And so mm-hmm. all of us, you know, if our parents was on it, they put us into something, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, right. the Senate League, like the Senate, that's where I went to school, Collinwood High School and Glenville High School, like uh, – Basketball, like oh my god, people arguing barbershop still to this day. Fifty year old men arguing about mm-hmm. home has the best program. <laughs> it's Warrensville gonna beat Garfield. Is you, you get what I'm saying? Like right, so we, right. We very competitive when it comes to sports, and I mean you know we lost in professional sports for so long, and then we finally seen the light of day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like uh, you know what's crazy? Like yesterday I met Cordell. For the first time, like I, okay. I had never met Cardell, and I actually met him at a uh, his sister has a, uh, a salon, and right. I met her. You know, Cardell won the national championship for Ohio State. You know, that's he's he's the quarterback. Area. Yeah, yeah and I met man. him yesterday. It was crazy. I I just took my daughter to you know a little party. Uh, she get her hair down by her sister, and he uh-huh. got a nice little kid shot where she only do kids here in right. the city. And he's just sitting right there and like. Oh shit! What's you, Cardell? What's up? You like what's up? You know, it's right. like ah, oh, that's my little brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, right. It's just like that's just crazy, you know. And I just wish he did. I don't know if it was a good decision or a bad decision that he went <laughs> to play for that new football league. Right. And right. I right. really like to see him in NFL, or I thought he should have stayed in college another, another year, year, though he had won the championship, because his whole career would have been different. Yeah, I, you know, I never, assume, it's crazy. you know, I never got to, you know, I, I don't know him that well to know, mm-hmm. you know, the inside and whatever like that. But it's just, I think, man, if you had a chance to get some real money, I mean, you know, the difference is, you know, where you come from and where you're going, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So right. I, I, I don't know what influenced his decisions, but it probably had a lot to do with, hey, I, I'm trying to get some real money. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't really get no real money. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know for sure. You know what I'm saying? Probably not not what he could have got if he would have stayed. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure he's a millionaire. Right. But when you as good as he was, oh man, the arm was amazing on that. Yeah, on that guy, man. I mean, them three games he took us <laughs> when we beat Alabama. Oh my God, right. I never forget that. Like, so it was kind of crazy. I'm a huge sports fan anyway. When I okay. when I seen him just sitting in the chair, like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Now, what happened like, to the quarterback? I'm sorry to interrupt you. What happened to the quarterback that got hurt that year behind um, Cordell? And then he came back the following year. Where, where, where's he at? Did he make it to the pros? I think he did make it to the pros, but I don't think, you know, I think he might be either on the oak somewhere or he, you get what I'm saying? Like, but JT, he had a real good college career too. And I, they had, they had like three quarterbacks at that time. Right, uh, right. Because it was, it was JT Barrett. It was a, uh, uh, my other guy. I know he's still in the league, but he just played a different position now. They moved him to like a running back position. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes that's how it is with, with the black quarterbacks anyway, you know. sometimes Which they think I think it's kind of unfair. I, I, I yeah. was watching the college um, schools yesterday and seeing how it was only some uh, so many white um, quarterbacks, not against them, but just think about it in over the 20, 30 years or how long football been going, mm-hmm. how many um, unbelievable talented African American quarterback defender never got a shot. Right. I think, like you know, like I told you, my dad played such a huge role in my life. You know, and I remember he told me, uh, Ward, uh, uh, Ward, who played for the Knicks, was like the basketball player. Yeah. He yeah. Was, yep. Mm-hmm. He won the Heisman. And he didn't get right. drafted. And he, he he told me that when I was very young, he was like, you know, I know he was like five ten, but he was a right. quarterback. And he said he won the Heisman Trophy, and he and he never got drafted. He said never he got like, drafted. He said he felt like that was a black eye for the NFL. Like you know, my daddy like one of them woke guys too. Okay, <laughs> it, was, it was serious. Work at the post office forever. <laughs> right, right, but, right, right. You know that that always stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, you he know. did. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that boy won the Heisman and didn't get drafted. And I, he said he thought that was the first time when he seen like, man, NFL. You know, some things about it, they ain't right. <laughs> There's some things, like, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess they working to get it together now, you know. <clears throat> now, here's another crazy story. The gentleman who played for Texas, the white boy, who got caught up in drugs, but who was just a man. Mm. What's his name? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't Did he want to go into Canada? Oh, dude. The Flutie? Was it Flutie? I'm not sure. No, no, this uh, happened in like last five, six years. Last five, six years. The Flutie he, he, he won the Heisman. Uh, oh, is, uh, he played for Cleveland? Uh, yep, he played for Cleveland. Oh, uh, you talking about Johnny. Johnny Menzel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Menzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened yeah. with that dude? He's done, I, right? Yeah, it's over. I, 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 you know what's crazy? I... I, I like Johnny. I wanted him to do well here. You know what I'm saying? I felt like Cleveland would embrace, you know, they tried to embrace him. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I just think, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know him. But you know, you come from money and you, you wild. And then I think, like, you know, the NFL, they, out of all the sports, to me, the NFL is the no-nonsense sport. Like, they okay. not. You know, it don't matter who you is. If you ain't on board with their rules, it just seems mm-hmm. like, man, you won't be there. <laughs> 
you know, it's like you won't be there. Like, and I, I just think he just kind of, you know, he was, too, you know, too young, you know, too wild. Somebody said something before. I heard, uh, 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 I think it was Colin Hayward, Colin mm-hmm. Colin. He said, you know, the, the sports is the only job where you have to grow up <laughs> early, you know, where it's right. like we could get in trouble in our 20s and 30s and do dumb things and, you know, mature at 30, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, as an athlete, you come into a league like the NBA at 19, you come into football at 21, 22, and you're still younger than mine. But now That's you got all, all these new opportunities and you got all this money. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and most of the time you don't know who's real and who's fake, and you're trying to keep it real with yourself, trying to be around people that you think should have your right. at heart, but now you mm-hmm. got money, now you got, and it's like you have to mature fast, and it's like it's no nonsense because you only you can only be an athlete for ten years, you know what I'm saying? Or right, that's true. You got this window, you know what I'm saying? But then by the time you're thirty five, forty, you're a totally different person. You you done learn all these. And things. that's why you got to do the Allen Iverson. Right. <laughs> you see what his people did with Reebok? How they put all that oh, money away yeah, for him? Money away for him. Yep. And I think next year or in a couple of years he gets like fifty million. Man, that 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 was that was that, that was beauty. <laughs> yes, whoever his whoever was on his team was Somebody smart, bro. Right, Brown. Yes, they did. They did right they behind did. that. And and you love to hear them kind of stories. Oh yeah. Think about a lot of people who are athletes that came into a lot of money who are yeah, broke. Got it. Now I've seen documentaries and stuff like that. I think Derrick Rose had a good time. Had like a contract with Adidas or something like that, where he get paid for so many years. And mm-hmm. It was it's something crazy. I mean, and Derrick Rose still had a had a really good career in the beginning, like amazing. He's not broke, is he? Oh no, he's not broke. Okay, <laughs> he's not making a hundred million dollars like he was. You know what I'm saying? Right, he's right. Not broke at all, but it's just the way you structure a contract, and it's like he probably won't be broke even after being, right. you know. After his career is over, and he's still playing, but right. you know he had a lot of huge injuries. Huge <laughs> injuries changed his whole because he was the man at one time. Yeah, he bro. was, man. Oh man, and it, you know we so close to Chicago here, right? And right. It's like LeBron, you know him versus LeBron. Mm-hmm. That used to be every playoff we had to see it, and it's like when you love a player from another team, but then you know right. LeBron is here. This Northeast Ohio, this this Cleveland, uh-huh. You know, so it's different. You know what I'm saying? You really right. on this side, like right. But it's you know, it's like Derrick Rose, man. I used to be like, oh man, he about to go at it with it. So I went to a few playoff games. Okay, amazing, man, amazing. And did you see LeBron come up in Ohio when he's in high school? Man, you know what's crazy? LeBron like two years older than me. Right. I'm, uh, I'm only 33. 30. He like 35, and we mm-hmm. two days apart too. Two years right. today. I'm December 28th. He's December 30th. So I remember. My cousin, I played high school basketball. Uh, okay. My cousin uh, was a senior, and he was playing for Warrensville when they won the championship. And LeBron was down there. I think they was Division Two or Division Three at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, that was like his ninth grade year. They won the national championship, and then the next year he was the biggest thing since sliced bread ever. Like here, like everybody knew about him. He was everywhere. Like the he. He was the miss. He was on the cover of Slam. They you know, right. doing the journal entry in there. So it's like, you. It's crazy because I, I I was born in '86. So like I know who Michael Jordan is. Kobe right. Bryant was my favorite player growing up though. And then like LeBron became the greatest player right before my eyes. So it was like, you know, I, I wear Jordans. I wear Kobe's. I wear, you know, what I'm saying. So it's like right. LeBron James, like 
he did something for Cleveland that nobody else could ever like. My father's fifty five, but he was okay. born in a drought. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. He gave my father something I couldn't give him. He gave him a championship, and that that mattered to me. Like this, not, nobody could take nothing from LeBron for me. Like I, I just don't even argue when they argue about Jordan. He's just a good. He's just a good man. Oh man, he's a great person. From everything I've yeah. heard, and you know, some of the people I know who who deal with him and who, mm-hmm. you know, like. He's the type of guy, even he, even though he's like two years older than me, that you aspire to be like, like they make you be on your stuff, like you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like when I get games from somebody, when I see something I, like last night, you know what I'm saying. When you was doing your thing on stage, when, when you giving me game, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna utilize that game. Right, you know right. You know I don't know what saying? I said, but I know it came from right, the heart. You said, <laughs> you said I a lot. Know it came you know from the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, like I, you know, I'm, I'm married. See, I've been married for. 10 years already. I'm 33. Right. You know so I've been with yeah. a woman for a long time. And, you know, to see LeBron with this woman for a long time, to be with right, a black right. woman and take yep. care of her. And we'll, yep. You know, you, you respect that type of stuff because it ain't too many people your age just doing that type of stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? And then, uh-huh. it's, it's so easy to do wrong. <laughs> you know, you got, a, you got a lot of people your age that ain't thinking about that, which they shouldn't. If, they ain't, if that ain't true, it ain't true. Good or saying, but Right, that's, that's there, right. That's right. If it's not you true, know, it's not true. And people need to understand that. Yeah, don't get into nothing you can't, you know, you can't deal with. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. when I look at stuff like that, when I look at LeBron, I, I say, Dad, that, that's the type of guy you, yeah, I want $100 million. You know what I'm saying? I want right. to take care of my black woman like that. You feel what I'm saying? Right, and, right. I mean, you haven't heard not one bad thing. Nah. Not one. Mm-mm. Good kid. Not one bad thing, yo. Now, with all the sports, you being inspired by different people, the LeBron and your dad, has, who is a great role model, what made you create the hoodies that you are talking about and that we're talking about on the show today? Okay. Well, you know, the name Circle is Success Society, which, you know, we, we shorten it as COSS, C-O-S-S, but it's really Circle of Success Society. Mm-hmm. I got that like ten years ago, like around the okay. time I had a son that passed, and it was like I was I grew up listening to Rockefeller record. I grew up listening to Jay Z, Dame Dash, and you know it was things that he said in backstage that always stuck with me. It was like, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep your team right. You know, you only as strong as the people around you as your circle. Right. And I think like Jay Z and Memphis Bleak both said a line that was like. Y'all don't understand me still. I never enjoy success, but my family will. And right. it's kind of like, you know, I started studying success, studying the laws of success, reading books. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, let's say for you, for, for, for instance, you, TK, mm-hmm. you're very successful. You worked hard for it, though. So it's like the people around you will reap the benefits of your success, like your right. kids, your, you know, your grandkids. And, right. But they, you were so busy getting it that, you know, it was hard. It wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's so true. it's like, you you probably gonna feel successful when your when your when your kids graduate from college. You probably gonna feel that feeling like, oh, look at her, she's just glowing, she's doing her mm-hmm. thing. Like that's when you gonna be able, to, oh, daddy, don't worry about, it. I got it. You taking care of flowing out here. You right, that's right, enjoying their success, right? Right. So the circle of success society is build a team of successful people so y'all can enjoy each other's success. You get what I'm I saying? Like that. like, mm-hmm. That's where the concept. As far as the name came from, and then like you know, I got a lot of out of this planet 
stuff going on 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 the on 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 the, on the hoodies and stuff and the designs. It's like all right, so I'm gonna take you know, deeper now. How did you create the quality of the hoodie? Because the quality, the texture of that motherfucker is important. How did you come up yeah. with that? Well, you know, you know, you know, it feel good. You know what I'm saying? You right. gotta look at the stuff you like, and it's like I want. I'm I'm a bigger guy. You know what I'm saying? But I want mm-hmm. when a woman touch on me, she feels soft. You know, right? Soft. So I want it to to gleam. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. You gotta know it, it, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh huh. It's quality. Got to switch the quality. There you go. That's the word. It's quality. It's quality. You know. Mm-hmm. It, so that's you know I've always been a fan of of fashion anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right, but, right. It's like I can't, I had the name years ago, and then like I've been trying to wake my mind up for the last three four years. You know what I'm saying? So I'm right, like, right. Into astronomy and into you know finding my melanin, uh, my significance in this world, where I come from, what's going on, and mm-hmm. you know, start thinking about the unknown. You start learning about you know the truth. You know why we here, how we get here. Woo woo. So right. it's like. You know, I don't know if we was just meant to just be on this rock, but, you know, you got to start thinking outside of the rock, too. You know what I'm saying? So I okay. started, you know, putting these designs together with, you know, uh, I got one of the dopest, you know, uh, designers in the world who, you know, she bring my stuff to life. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And, you know, man, we got over 100 designs. And it's like, you know, I learned this from the entertainment world. You got to stick with something. You start with 5 to 10, and then you start you know, putting it out there, see what people think. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I really like the women's clothes, honestly. Because right. it's like, it's kind of sexy on them. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's, it's like women, they don't, you know, it ain't no ego a lot of times with them. Like, right. they just want to look pretty. They they, they embrace us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Men sometimes, they, uh, who is that? Who who that wearing that? You know? Right, who? right, right. So I've been trying funny. to cater to the women and the kids more, even though, you know, I'm, I like to be fly, so I feel like if a dude, you know, he want to be fly, he going to wear my stuff. But right now I need the women in my stuff. I need the kids in my stuff. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's how I'm feeling. You get what I'm saying? Right. No, I really respect that. Now, I'm, I know I'm sitting I'm on stage, and I had saw your stuff when you had sent it to me, but what was so great about your hoodies, the motherfuckers glow in the dark. <laughs> now, how did yeah, you come up with that? I thought that was phenomenal. Come on, do there you go. Say it again now. I said it go back to my designers. You know, some of the hoodies do got the glow in the dark face, and some of them don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. But one of my designers was like, "Hey, I got this fabric, man. You, you know, he uh, he he is Spanish, so he got that little slur. You know what I'm saying? But right. He's like, I got this fabric, man. I'm telling you. I'm like, man, let's see it. Let's see it. And he, he, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you killed him with this one, buddy. You killed him. Yeah, you know? because I could tell that shit was fly, yo. Thank you, TK. Thank yeah, you. I, I could tell it's I I could tell that it's fly, and my fans all around the world, all all a hundred thousand and more who listen every week, um, know that when I put somebody on my show, they certify all day. You know. Now, what's the name of your website? Oh. The name how of my website. How can they reach you and how can they order, et cetera? Okay. The name of my website is Cost Fashion. C O S S F A S H I O N dot com. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's fourteen pages of product on there. So awesome. you can order it, they're gonna send it straight to you. It it might take a few days, but you're gonna get it. And it's 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 
it's 14 days. Like I said, it, it, it's 14 pages of fashion. So it's cost. Yeah, I like that. Com. And, you know, I'm, I'm very easy to find. I'm, you know, I'm on Instagram at smoothgotty216. You know, at smoothgotty216. S M O O V. Okay, slow down, slow down, because that's going too fast. Smoothgotty what? Smoothgotty216. S. Smoothgotty216. I like that. Yeah, smoothgotty with a T. G O T T I. And smooth with a V E. Two one six. So, you know, a lot of people from here. They know me from rap and know me from the entertainment and, you know, mm-hmm. from movies and stuff, too. But okay. the clothes is really, like, near and dear to my heart at this point. It's like yeah, it's I, I, I love how people jumping on it. And it's like I like doing something for somebody, even mm-hmm. if they care for it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. like man, she looks fly today. He looks fly. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. you, you, you feel good about it, you know? It's right. a cool thing. Now, tell the people your first and last name. <laughs> Uh, I'm Deron Radliff, D-E-R-O-N. Radliff. Now, why does that Radliff name sound familiar? Uh, is it a famous athlete or something named Radliff? Uh, it was a few basketball players. I see, I see it a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was like Theo Radliff. I know he was a center. And, okay. Uh, all right. NBA. I mean, just hearing that name, it just sounds like it just sparked a, a, something in my head. You know? Wow. That's, oh, that, that, that's important. That that was that was that was the man up above telling you that you know you know you're dealing with a real one. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I know I'm all right. That's what's up. Oh, you wouldn't have been on the phone with me if I didn't think that, brother. Already <laughs> know, TK. Already. Yeah, know. you wouldn't. Have, you would not have been on this show. Believe right. me when I say because <laughs> I'm truly about character. No matter what people have, I, I put them to the spot. I put them on the spot. Um, immediately, because you got to flush out the bullshitters, right? right? You got to flush out the bullshitters, and then the characters after that, and everything I asked you to do, you've been 100. And when you deal with people like that, and it's the same thing I teach my son, that you got to always stay solid, and you got to have good character, and you never have to lie. And this is the thing I teach men when it comes to women, Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing men lying just to get ass or lying telling the female they're engineers and all this kind of shit. Right. And they nothing of the sort, right? Right. And all you got to do is be honest. Because if a girl's going to like you, she's going to like it. You're going to like yourself if right. you're honest. And that's, that's, what, that's where it starts. You got to start liking you. And then once you like you, then you can tell a woman whatever you do and be a man of about it and understand it. That's it. You know, and, and we need that because of the the jealousy that's going on. It's getting worse. Men beating up women and killing them and the kids and throwing babies off balconies. Women um, burning niggas' cars and writing cheaters all on these cars. And it's, it's, it it got to stop. Mm. You stop. You st- you got to stop going to jail and losing right. your life over a person because I'm a, I want you to love me, but I don't want you to love me that bad. Right. <laughs> that you're going to fuck up your life and my life too. You understand? Right. You know, I just right. want people to live and, 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 and enjoy themselves. All right. Deron Ratliff, correct? Did I put up yep. that correctly? Deron yep. Ratliff. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. You know, this is TK Kirkland podcast where we bring the best of the best around the world. Make sure you get this hoodies. Listen to what I'm telling you. 
this motherfucking hoodie shit is cold. And what's so cool, since he's out of Cleveland, Ohio, a lot of people in your area where you live, from Germany to Russia to Japan to the cities and states, a lot of people, in, and you're going to have it first. And then they're going to see it. And they're going to say, yo, where'd you get that from? And then you get the choice to say to them, oh, I just got it somewhere. You can say you got it from anywhere. Or you can show love so my man can continue making money and take care of his wife and his kids and doing his thing. And that's what this is all about, um, passing the love around and giving people opportunities. My man, I wish you the very best. Um, ladies and gentlemen who listen to the show, um, what can I tell you? November 6th or 7th, catch me in Auburn, Alabama at the Crown of Comedy. Two shows, um, Friday, two shows Friday and Saturday. Make sure you check the website. I will be there. Another opportunity, another blessings for people, and we just keep this um, love going around the world for the culture. I wish you the best, family. Thank you, TK. All right, to the people listening around the world, may God bless you, and may your pain be champagne. TK Kirkman, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. Go. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.